the opportunity to connect across sectors with other people, key leaders or members in the community personally and selfishly makes me feel not alone. <laughs> it, it's that connection, that trust building and relationship building is so huge and important. Welcome to this edition of the Keynotes Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Chavez, the Communications Director for the Keystone Policy Center. Thank you for joining me today for the second episode in our three-part series highlighting the challenges and successes of rural communities in Northwest Colorado. If you have not done so already, I highly recommend you listen to our last episode where we discussed in depth the challenges faced by rural communities in Northwest Colorado in trying to apply for and gain access to federal and state resources to address the challenges they face in the wake of COVID-19 as well as the upheaval being caused by the closure of one of the region's premier employers. We also highlighted how the shortage of capacity in these individual communities impedes their ability to apply for federal and state stimulus funding. But despite these obstacles, these rural communities are meeting the challenge together, with the assistance of a few nonprofit partners. Almost two decades ago, a Colorado nonprofit organization established a regional partnership program, bringing members from a diverse range of backgrounds who represent the business, nonprofit, and public sectors together to provide firsthand information about the needs in their region. They offer the kind of insight that can only come from living, working, and volunteering at a local level. This program is perfectly suited to assess and address the unprecedented needs and challenges of rural communities after the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's exactly what it is doing now. Foundation, based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, was established in 1937. It is a general purpose foundation committed to enhance, encourage, and promote the current and future well-being of the people of Colorado. In 2003, El Pomar created regional partnerships to help communities identify and address local needs, with the intent to increase impact and establish deep-rooted connections throughout the entire state. The program convenes community leaders into 11 regional councils that advise El Pomar's trustees and recommends grants to address the greatest needs within their regions. Kyle Hibble, the president and CEO of El Pomar Foundation, explains. When El Pomar was founded in 1937, we were charged with the mission to enhance, encourage, and promote the current and future well-being of the people of Colorado. Um, early in the 2000s, the trustees decided that grant dollars just sometimes aren't enough. And so one of the ways that um, we're getting at these issues is through people and leaders around the state to better address needs in the state of Colorado. In 2003, the trustees of El Pomar Foundation started the Regional Partnerships Program. And really the intent is to get into the more rural regions and southern parts of Colorado and engage with leaders from the state because they identify needs and issues in their areas and regions better than we can from Colorado Springs. One of these 11 regional partnerships is the Northwest Regional Council, convening leaders in Northwest Colorado. The council working with El Pomar identified a concern that there may be a gap in regional capacity to access the quote-unquote tsunami of funding coming into Colorado, providing relief from the impact of COVID-19 and other federal funding meant to address issues like education, 
economic development, climate issues, and infrastructure. As um, federal dollars started to come to Colorado, and as they are coming to Colorado and flowing through the state, the Northwest Regional Council began to identify um, this need, a gap of how do we in the Northwest get access to these federal and state dollars um, when we don't have the grant making uh, sophistication and capacity that they may have in the Denver metro region. After making the decision to utilize the Northwest Regional Council to address this gap, El Pomar Foundation then reached out to the Keystone Policy Center to assist in the project. As you know, Keystone has a five-decade history of gathering leaders together to achieve a common goal. But we also understand the needs of rural communities and have previously done work with those regions affected by the impending closure of the coal plant. Millie Hamner, Senior Policy Director for the Keystone Policy Center, explains more. Keystone has done some work in the past with the region, specifically in Moffat County with Craig and their coal transition work. And we successfully helped the city of Craig develop what they call a roadmap that they're using just like a, a roadmap to move in the transition from coal into a vibrant economy. So we had a positive track record in the region and um, we all sort of just came together. Uh, the Northwest leaders of El Pomar and Tender Rankin approached us saying, would you please help us? Um, they see this, I think, El Pomar and Northwest, uh, the Northwest region see this as a pilot kind of opportunity. Let's see how this plays out, if we're able to support and intervene and help in this void of state resources coming in and lack of capacity in these local communities to even know about these resources. El Pomar and Keystone began engaging the leaders earlier this year who make up the Northwest Regional Council to identify the needs of the region and how they can be addressed by this influx of stimulus funding. Kyle Hibble explains. It's very exciting what has happened so far in, in that two uh, convenings have been held with leaders in the Northwest region. And the Northwest region encompasses eight counties starting from uh, Grand County and then following the border counties of Colorado down to Mesa County. And so these convenings have been important to educate people of where are these dollars uh, coming from and how do you access them, whether it's for affordable housing, economic development, behavioral health, and other issues. During the convenings in the spring and summer, regional leaders identified the greatest challenges and what resources are available to them. The four main challenges are the ones we've already shared about so far in this series, housing, economic development and workforce development, both of which are tied closely to the loss of the coal industry, and behavior health. Tom Kenning, a community banker from Carbondale, Colorado, has been a member of the Northwest Regional Council for over a dozen years and shares his insight into the evolution of its work and how the council is now focused on meeting the needs of the region today. The Northwest Regional Council uh, was one of the first councils formed by the El Pomar Foundation probably 16 or 17 years ago. Um, El Pomar was, was kind of a um, trendsetter in trying to reach out to all corners of the state. Uh, I think a lot of the foundations uh, for years and years were very focused on the front range. Of course, that's where most of the, the people are. Um, El Pomar got this idea to create these regional councils and uh, with the idea of being uh, trying to attract a, a handful of community leaders that, that were involved in uh, their region and through that be able to direct funding 
to um, really immediate needs, kind of have boots on the ground with, with the best intelligence uh, available to help with funding. So uh, since I've been on the council, we've kind of focused on workforce development. That was something that we felt like was very important in our region. Um, a lot of, a number of those years, uh, we focused on kind of what we saw as a gap in um, childhood development. So there was a lot of money, pre-K, um, you know, early elementary school seemed to be doing fine. It was kind of that middle school area where if kids were going to start to slip, that's where it seemed to happen. So we focused our uh, resources on middle school kids, at-risk middle school kids. We set up summer camps with um, Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College and Colorado Mesa, or in, I'm sorry, Colorado Mountain College to uh, try to encourage middle school kids to uh, get involved during the summer and thereby transition into high school and graduate. We have since moved on from, uh, from that program and uh, now we're kind of focused on um, other workforce development issues as well as uh, affordable housing, other community issues that we're being faced with. Now that the council has identified the needs and challenges in the region, Millie Hamner explains the next steps of the project. The first step was really where are the resources, what are the opportunities, um, so that we could start to become more aware of how to get the information out into the region. And then the second phase really was about the region, about these eight counties, trying to figure out who's doing what, who might be interested, who'd be interested in coming to the, to the table to find out and learn more. Um, about the resources that are available to support the very general and specific needs that they have. So that work really involved reaching out into the counties and uh, raising awareness about the project and trying to entice people to want to become involved. Um, also part of that work was identifying what the main priority areas are for the region um, and then the third component was really how do we build capacity, what kind of training might be needed, and that level of the project has really evolved into what we're doing now through the work that we're doing in compiling educational materials to spread the word beyond the end of the project. The Northwest Regional Council provides a forum that gives leaders an opportunity to meet with, learn from, and collaborate on issues that could not be solved alone. It's a simple yet powerful venue that spurs ideas into action that makes tremendous impact. Jen Fanning, the executive director of the Grand County Rural Health Network, explains. I think the aim is to provide the capacity, right? Not only the, the capacity for local communities to get the money, but also resources, making sure that there's a for lack of a better word, a one-stop shop of figuring out where everything is. Um, for example, you know, right now I'm digging into some CARES Act funding, talking specifically about COVID. There are so many different threads of funding in there. I have no idea what is going on, right? And I think the, the intent of this is to very clearly articulate for um, different sectors and organizations within those sectors what it is, what you, what you could be eligible to for, and then also uh, creating a way to to build the capacity um, to address what we just talked about that that lack of capacity, lack of time to actually get the money into our communities, um, and address some of these bigger picture issues that we're talking about, because it's it's not one organization or one town or one county. This is statewide. This is on the human level. 
Um, and we're only going to address these big picture systems issues if we do it together. They're complex systems issues. And so I think that that's really what the um, initiative at the core is. Shannon Scott, the economic development manager for the city of Craig, which is mostly directly impacted by the loss of the coal plant, explains more. They've also created a, a document, the Moffat County Vision 2025 Transition Plan, which um, is basically a culmination of a lot of input from stakeholders and um, community members, business leaders uh, here in Craig and Moffat, basically that identifies the strategies and focus areas that we want to prioritize moving forward uh, to ensure that this transition is successful. So there, there was a lot of work that went into that. Um, so that we really have a guiding document um, and, again, areas and priorities that we want to focus on. And, and that's been a huge help uh, just to get the ball rolling on a lot of things that it's like, wow, we we know we have to do a lot of things. It, it can be a little bit of, you know, a little bit overwhelming. But just to have something like that has been extremely useful um, for everyone to get on the same page and uh you know, work together to ensure that we can get those uh, priorities fulfilled. As the evolution of this project has proceeded throughout 2022, Keystone and El Pomar have convened two additional workshops that have provided training on how to apply for government grants and created an interactive discussion with regional representatives and state agency experts who regularly work with potential grant applicants. Keystone and El Pomar have also developed informational resources such as video interviews with state agency leaders describing what fund resources are available and how to get information about them. They are also developing a set of recommendations highlighting the needs and gaps in services faced by the Northwest communities that will be submitted to the governor's office, state department heads, and state elected officials. The Northwest Regional Council and Regional Partnerships Program overall is serving as a leading model not only for Colorado, but for the country in bringing leaders from diverse perspectives together to meet the needs of their communities. Carrie Hauser, president of Colorado Mountain College, explains. I come from a foundation background. Um, you know, I've, I've worked at a number of large foundations. And one thing I think that El Pomar has done really well is this regional council model, because it provides a way to cut up the state and provide that, re that localized perspective to inform grant-making, decision-making, in a way that sort of a, a statewide, very trusted you know, foundation and organization can make a difference and can support, you know, communities that are not necessarily those that are always at the table or always first at mind. So I think the Northwest Council, what it does is it brings sort of us together in, you know, a non-threatening way. Um, and it brings the right people together that have different perspectives. On our council, obviously, you have a business leader, you have a legislator, you have a college president, you have, you know, um, a banker, you know, and you just sort of think about kind of what those voices are, you know, the head of a boys, boys and Girls Club. And you, you mix that all in the salad bowl, and I think the decisions that come out are even better. These convenings and partnerships have not only yielded informational outcomes, there have been impressive successes on the ground, some born out of the work of this council and some independent from it. But the common thread among them all is that they have been an impressive example of collaborative action, overcoming obstacles and addressing challenges. In the final episode of this three-part series, we highlight these successes in rural communities emerging in the face of great odds. I think we're in a really good place here. We've got, uh, despite the challenges, um, we've got a, a lot of really good things happening. And I, I really do feel that with the leadership that we have, the, the 
community, the business leaders, the stakeholders. I I think we're going to come out of this successful. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what the future holds. Keynotes is a production of the Keystone Policy Center, a 501c3 nonprofit organization based out of Keystone, Colorado, which for more than 45 years has empowered leaders to reach common higher ground. This episode has been made possible by support from El Pomar Foundation. You can access the resources developed from this project by using the link listed in the show notes. If you would like to offer feedback about the podcast or suggest topics for future episodes, please email me at mchavez at keystone.org. That's M-C-H-A-V-E-Z at keystone.org. I also encourage you to please consider making a donation to Keystone at keystone.org slash donate to help keep this podcast going. Thank you.